Well, hey, everybody, I'm Adam Shell, the pastor at Melbourne Heights, and welcome to our sermon podcast. In this episode of our podcast, we are finishing up our sermon series called The Bible Doesn't Say That. And over the last few episodes, we've been exploring things that people commonly believe are in the Bible that really aren't. So we've talked about statements like everything happens for a reason or God helps those who help themselves or God said it, I believe it, that settles it. And in our last episode, we talked about the saying, love the sinner, hate the sin. Well, in this episode, we've got one last statement that we're going to be talking about. And that statement is, God won't give you more than you can handle. And like every other statement we've talked about during the sermon series, that statement sounds like something you could find in the Bible. But as we're going to see throughout the sermon, not only is that statement not in the Bible, it's flat out not true. So let's get right into this episode's sermon, and we'll see that God doesn't give us difficult things to handle, but God helps us handle difficult things. So over the last couple of weeks here at Melbourne Heights, we have been talking about things that the Bible doesn't say. Now, obviously, there are a lot of things that the Bible doesn't say. So what we've really been talking about over the last few weeks is those statements that people commonly believe are in the Bible that really aren't there. So over the last few weeks, we've talked about statements like, everything happens for a reason. And we've talked about statements like, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. We've talked about statements like last week when we talked about love the sinner and hate the sin. And we've seen that each of these statements, not only are they not in the Bible, but we've also learned that all of these statements can distort our understanding of who God is and who we are. And what that means is this. What we can learn from all of these statements is that sometimes the things we don't know about the Bible can hurt us. Sometimes the things that we don't know about the Bible can hurt us. And that brings us to today. And today we're going to be talking about one last statement that people commonly believe is in the Bible that isn't really there. But before we dive in and we start talking about this statement this week, I want to take just a minute and talk about why I've been preaching this series of sermons to begin with. And believe it or not, I haven't been preaching this series of sermons to make you feel bad if you have ever said or believed any of the statements that we've talked about during this series. Because the simple truth is that at one point or another, I have either said or believed every one of the statements we've been talking about myself. So what is it that caused me to start challenging and questioning all of these statements we've been talking about? Well, I started questioning and challenging these statements the more that I read and studied the Bible for myself. Because the more that I read and studied the Bible for myself, the more I realized that none of the statements we've talked about in the sermon series are in the Bible at all. And then as I got older and I went off to college where I studied religion and went on to seminary where I earned my master's of divinity degree, I had the chance to spend time with professors and fellow students who showed me that these statements aren't only not in the Bible, but they also showed me how dangerous and destructive these statements can be for people's faith because they do distort our understanding of who God is and who we are. But I really didn't start questioning and challenging these statements until I became a pastor myself. Because when I became a pastor myself, that was the first time that I realized just how harmful each of these statements can be. And that each of these statements have the potential to drive people away from faith altogether. So I haven't been preaching the sermons here to make you feel bad if you've said or believed any of the statements we've explored over the last few weeks. I've actually been preaching the series to help you if you have ever been hurt by any of the statements that we've talked about through the series. And over the course of my 15 years in ministry now, 
I've seen one statement that has caused more harm and driven more people away from faith than any other statement we've explored during the series. And that's the statement that we're going to be talking about during our time together today. So what is this statement that is not in the Bible? Well, it's this one. God won't give you more than you can handle. God won't give you more than you can handle. Now, just like every other statement that we've talked about during this sermon series, this statement that God won't give you more than you can handle, it sounds like the kind of statement that you would find inside of the Bible. As a matter of fact, this statement sounds a whole lot like something that Paul writes in a letter that he sends to Christians that were living in a city called Corinth. In 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, Paul wrote them and he said, God is faithful and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. God is faithful and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. Now, when we read this verse and we hear that Paul tells us that God won't let you be tested beyond your strength, that sounds a whole lot like God won't give you more than you can handle. But there's a couple problems with drawing that conclusion about what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. And the first problem with drawing the conclusion that Paul is telling us that God won't give us more than we can handle in this passage is the word that was translated tested in the verse that we just read. Now, that word that was translated as tested is the Greek word brasmos. And the Greek word brasmos, it can be translated as tested, as we just saw in the verse that was up on the screen. But that word brasmos, the test that it's referring to is a test of your character. It's referring to a test of your faith. It's referring to a test of your resolve. It's not talking about a test where we are, where we face difficult situations or painful circumstances that test us and try us that way. So better translation of the Greek word parasmos is the word tempt or tempted. So let's make that slight shift inside of that passage and we'll put it back up on the screen so that you can see it again. So what Paul is really saying here is God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your strength. God won't let you be tempted beyond your strength. And there's a pretty big difference between translating that as tested versus tempted. So that's just one of the problems that we have. When we draw the conclusion that Paul is trying to tell us that God won't give us more than we can handle from this verse in 1 Corinthians. The second problem that we have, and you may have noticed it when it was up on the screen, but the verse that we just shared, it had three dots before the verse started and three dots after the verse started. And what do those three dots mean? Well, those three dots are commonly referred to as an ellipses. An ellipses, what it does is it lets us know that something, that words have been intentionally left out of a statement or a sentence. So those three dots, or that ellipses, it tells us that we were missing something from the verse that we just read. So we're going to get ready and we're going to read that entire verse together to see what Paul says. So this is everything that Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10. Paul writes, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your strength. But with the tempting, he will also provide the way out so that you may be able to endure it. So in that verse, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, Paul isn't trying to tell us that God won't give us more than we can handle. What Paul's telling us in that passage is that whenever you face temptation, God will give you a way out from that temptation. And 
you know what? That's an important lesson for all of us to learn because we will all be tempted. We all face temptation all the time. So it's nice to know that whenever we're being tempted, God's going to give us a way out from it. But that's also not what we're talking about today in Calvary Heights. Today we are talking about the statement that God won't give you more than you can handle. And I've just shown you that the statement, it's not in the Bible. But just because the statement isn't in the Bible, does that mean that this statement isn't true? Because there are plenty of people out there who find comfort from this statement or the sentiment behind it when they're facing difficult times. And that's why it's not uncommon for us to hear people say things like, I know you're going through a hard time right now, but keep your chin up. God won't give you more than you can handle. Or you'll hear people say, I know that your heart is breaking right now because you have lost a spouse or a parent, a sibling or a friend. But even though your heart is breaking, don't lose hope because God won't give you more pain than you're able to bear. And even though our hearts are in the right place when we say that kind of stuff, even though we have the best of intentions when we say those kind of things, there is still a big problem when somebody tells you that God won't give you more than you can handle. And the big problem is the first four words of that statement. God won't give you. God won't give you. Now, when somebody tells you that God won't give you, what they're doing is they are implying that every painful and every difficult thing that you go through in life is something that God has given you to endure. And we talked about this at the beginning of the sermon series. We talked about why we need to think twice before we tell anyone that pain or suffering or bad things are part of God's will for them. When we were talking about the statement, everything happens for a reason. And when we talked about that statement in the first week of the sermon series, we saw that when we say that everything happens for a reason, what we're saying is that God is responsible for every bad thing that has ever taken place, from car accidents all the way to genocide. And the same thing's true when we tell people that God won't give you more than you can handle. When we say that to people, we're telling them that God is the one who gives them every bad, every difficult, every painful thing that they have to endure in life. And the reality is, that just is not true. It isn't true. The Bible does not tell us that God won't give us more than we can handle. But the Bible does tell us every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. So in this verse, in the book of James, James tells us that God gives us every good and perfect thing. God does not give us every painful and every difficult thing. And this isn't all that the Bible has to say about this matter either. Because in Psalms 46 verse 1 we're told, God is our refuge and our strength and ever-present help in times of trouble. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. So in Psalm 46, the author is alluding to the fact that God doesn't give us difficult or painful things to handle. And this author flat out tells us that when we face painful or difficult things in our lives, that God is our refuge, that God is our strength, and that God is going to help us face all of those difficult things. So, when we tell people that God won't give you more than you can handle, we are flat out lying to people about who God is. Because God doesn't give us difficult things to handle. God helps us handle difficult things. God doesn't give us difficult things to handle. God helps us.
helps us handle difficult things. Now, I personally like the way that I once heard a member of another church explain all of this in a letter that she wrote to the pastor of that church. And in this letter she wrote, If one more person tries to tell me this, that God won't give me more than I can handle, I think I'm going to lose it. First of all, God did not cause my husband to beat me. God did not cause my brother to take his own life. God did not plant the IED that my nephew drove over that caused him to lose his leg. God did not cause my best friend to have cancer. So I absolutely reject the idea that all or any of these horrible things are part of God's will somehow. But what I do know beyond a shadow of a doubt is that God is helping me cope. It's not always easy, but I know that God is always with me, even when it doesn't feel that way. And I know that I can turn to God and I can cry and kick and scream, and that God will comfort me. And I can thank God for helping me find the divorce attorney who helped me get out of my abusive marriage. I can thank God for giving me the strength to talk about my brother's suicide so that I can hopefully help other people. I can thank God that my nephew is still alive, even though, even though he could have died after that IED attack. I can thank God that he is taking these challenging and difficult situations, and he is bringing good out of them. Now, this letter, it does a better job of explaining what God is like to us than the statement, God won't give you more than you can handle, ever could. And that's because... We don't believe in a God who gives us difficult things that we need to handle. We don't believe in a God who tests us, tests our faith by putting us in painful or difficult situations. We believe in a God who sustains us. We believe in a God who walks with us. We believe in a God who cares for us whenever we face painful or difficult things in our lives. This is something that the Apostle Paul talks about in a letter that he writes to the followers of Jesus that were living in the city of Rome. Now, these Christians that were living in Rome, they would eventually be persecuted because of their faith by the same empire that they called home. So in his letter to the Romans, Paul wants to make sure that all of these Christians in Rome and all of us know that God is always with us, no matter what we face. So in Romans 8, verses 35 through 39, this is what Paul writes. He says, Who will separate us from Christ's love? Will we, we be separated by trouble, or distress, or harassment, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, We are being put to death all day long for your sake. We are treated like sheep for slaughter. But in all these things, we win a sweeping victory through the one who loved us. I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not death or life, not angels or rulers, not present things or future things, not powers or height or depth or any other thing that is created. So you hear what Paul said in this passage in Romans 8. In this passage, Paul is trying to show us that nothing can separate us from God. Nothing can keep God from loving 
us. So Paul talks about it by saying that no matter what we face, even if we face trouble or distress or harassment or famine or nakedness or the danger or the sword, that those things cannot keep God away from us. He goes on to say that even if we face life or death, angels or rulers, present things or future things, that nothing can separate us from God's love for us. Because God is always with us, always helping us. No matter what we face. And this is something that I deeply believe. But I don't just believe this because I've read about it in the Bible. I believe this is true because I've experienced it in my own life. And if you stop and you think about it for just a minute, you'll realize that you've experienced it too. I mean, take just a second and think about all of the difficult situations that we have had to face, that you've had to face since the COVID-19 pandemic began more than two years ago. Now, did God cause the COVID-19 pandemic to happen? No, this pandemic was caused when a virus jumped from one species to our species, which is just something that happens from time to time. But there's absolutely no question that all of us experience pain throughout this pandemic. Now, for some of you, you've experienced the physical pain of COVID-19 as you've contracted this virus for yourself and you've had to deal with whatever symptoms you had after you contracted it. For others of us, we've had to deal with the emotional pain that has been caused by having a family member or a friend that COVID-19 contributed to their deaths. But all of us have experienced pain and difficulty throughout this pandemic. I mean, think back to when the pandemic first began in March of 2020 here in the United States. When this virus first began to spread, we were asked to stay healthy at home. And that meant that we all basically went down, went into lockdown mode. So for months on end, we didn't leave our houses to do much of anything besides grocery shopping. So for months, we didn't go out to eat at a restaurant or visit a ballpark or a movie theater or even get our hair cut. And then once those stay-at-home orders started to ease and we were able to go out and start resuming a little bit more of our normal lives, we still ended up canceling everything from birthday celebrations to holiday get-togethers to family gatherings to try to slow the spread of this potentially deadly virus. For many of us, myself included, we had to completely relearn how to do our jobs. I mean, I spent more than a year of my ministry here at Melbourne Heights. About 10% of the time that I've been this pastor preaching directly to a video camera instead of standing up in front of you leading you in worship services. So for more than a year, the only interaction that I had with most of our church was through Zoom meetings or through phone calls or emails instead of face-to-face contact. And none of those things have been easy. None of those things have been easy. And I have a feeling that if you had caught up with us in January of 2020 and asked us if we would be able to handle any of the things that we've had to experience over the last couple of years because of COVID-19, just about all of us would have said, no way. We can't handle it at all. So does that mean that all of us are just stronger than we realize? Probably. But what it tells us for sure is that God has been helping us every step along the way. God continues to help us. And as I look back over the last couple of years here at Melbourne Heights, it's not hard for me to see how God has helped me and helped our church make it through this pandemic. I mean, I stop and I think back to just a few weeks before COVID-19, before the pandemic began, 
and I realized that just a couple of weeks before the pandemic began, we launched a brand new church website that allowed us to do digital ministry when the only thing that we could do was digital ministry. Without that new website being launched, we wouldn't have been able to continue to be the presence of Christ in this world. So God was at work helping us get ready for a pandemic that we didn't even know was coming. Or I think about the fact that before we before the only way that we could worship together was by live streaming our worship services, the leadership inside of our church had been talking about the need to begin live streaming six or eight or ten months before. That was the only way we could do church. So we were already having conversations, already thinking about what we needed to, be, to do to be able to take that next step in our ministry. I can look and I can see how God helped me along the way by thinking about cards and emails and phone calls that people who attend our church made to me, encouraging me, lifting me up, thanking me, and thanking the rest of our staff for all the things we were doing to help keep our church going. And I can look back and I can see all the doors that God opened up for us with the ministry that we were starting to do. Doors that have opened up that have allowed us to minister to literally tens of thousands of people, not just here in the United States, but all around the world that we never would have been able to do before this pandemic began. So I have absolutely no problem standing up here today and telling you that the statement that God won't give you more than you can handle just isn't true. Because God doesn't give us difficult things to handle. God helps us handle those difficult things. God didn't give us the COVID-19 pandemic. But God has helped us make it through all of the challenges, all of the pain that we faced. And God is going to continue to help you make it through. So no matter what it is that you're facing in your life right now, no matter how difficult or painful things may seem for you, I want you to know that if somebody comes and tries to tell you that God won't give you more than you can handle, that you don't have to listen to them at all. Instead, realize the truth. Realize that God doesn't give you difficult things to handle, but God is there to help you handle those difficult things. Realize that no matter what you're facing, no matter how hard things may be, God is with you. God is always with you. And God will help you make it through. Let's pray together. God, as we come to you in this time of prayer, we are so grateful. You are always with us. That nothing can separate us from the love that you have for us. Not death or life, not angels or rulers, not present things or future things. Nothing can separate us from your love. You are always with us. You're with us in the good times. You're with us in the bad times. You're with us when we celebrate. You're with us when we mourn. You're with us when life easy and when life feels impossible. So God, help us to feel your presence. Help us to realize that you are always there. And help us to be your presence in the lives of others when they're going through hard times too. We pray it all in Jesus' name.
Well, hey, it's Adam again, and I just want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of our sermon podcast. And I hope that this episode has reminded you that God is always with you. No matter what it is that you may face in life, you are never alone, and nothing can ever separate you from God's love for you. Well, this does finish up our sermon series called The Bible Doesn't Say That. So in our next episode, we will be starting into a brand new sermon series. Now, over the last several episodes here at Melbourne Heights, we've been focused in on those issues that can keep us from growing in our faith. But starting in our next episode, we want to talk about what it takes to have a faith that does grow. So hope that you'll come back and join us when that next episode drops. As always, if you subscribe to our podcast, that episode will be sent straight to your favorite podcasting app. And while you're there, make sure you leave us a rating and a review to help share the word about this podcast with other people. And don't forget, you don't have to wait for our next episode to drop to come and worship with us. We would love to have you come and worship with us online every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. You can find us at mhbclouisville.com slash live. We would love to have you come and join us. Well, until next time, I hope that you have a great week. I will be praying for you, and we'll see you back here soon for another sermon podcast.